What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited you joined us today because we have another incredible guest. Today, we have Danny Ferrier, and she is incredible. I can't wait to share her journey, her expertise with you. Danny runs a leadership coaching business that runs workshops and programs for business owners. Danny is a dynamic speaker, a human behavior specialist, and a qualified metadynamics coach. Holy cow, I can't wait to share her knowledge and her expertise. Let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Danny, thank you so much for being on the show today. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Michael. What a wonderful situation to be here with you and be able to just have this conversation about dancing in business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I am excited because you have some incredible uh, background and a, and a really cool story. I can't wait for you to share it with us. The journey is never straight. It's a winding road and being an entrepreneur, being a business owner is a challenge sometimes, but I think it's super important that we share our journeys with other owners, entrepreneurs, so that they can see they're not alone in the process. Also to hear all the incredible things that you're currently doing today. We're excited to get to that. But we've got to start with the backstory and how you got to where you're doing what you're doing today. And so let's start from, well, the beginning, where you, where you think is best to begin. Wow, wonderful. I guess for me, I've got to start when I was younger about how I came to be the dynamic coach that I am today. I was born in Thailand and raised as an expat kid, and I've been living in 12 countries and I speak five different languages. Wow. And so just straight off the bat, you want to talk about human behavior? I was so curious about humans my whole life because I was living in different countries. I was connecting and having conversations with people. I was stretching myself outside of my comfort zone all the time. I mean, learning a language is basically a personal development exponential growth journey straight off the bat and I did that five times so I figure that that adds a lot of depth and grit and dynamicism to the way that I operate wow five languages I can't even imagine it blows <laughs> my mind I I can barely speak my language and let alone uh consider five I have to ask this before we go on. I know this a little bit off topic, but I, I've wanted to ask this of somebody that is multilingual. Do you think in different languages or do you think in in just one? Oh, different languages for sure. And I'll like wake up in the morning and I'll be brushing my teeth and I'll just get a little bit sassy in Spanish, like in my mind. <laughs> or I'll be like having a coffee with someone and I'll just get like super French in my mind <laughs> because I am feeling that way. You know, it's like part of my character and I've developed my personality so much in those other languages that depending on how I'm feeling, I can access that state. 
I love it. If you don't mind, I want to dig into that just a little bit because I have a, a large background in uh, neurolinguistic programming. I love linguistics. And although I don't know any other languages, uh, I have studied the English language a lot and studied the NLP of it, so to speak. And so I'm just curious in terms of the benefits that you've found from having all of these different language backgrounds and how it's helped you with the business that you're doing today. I will kind of come back to the backstory and come back through again, but I just didn't want to lose the opportunity to talk about the different things that you've gained because you know so many languages. Yeah, absolutely. And it's such a good point because I also studied NLP and really love the uh, profound awareness that comes from using different words to be able to invoke an emotion in somebody. And the same thing happens when I was learning a new language. Every time I would learn a new word or even the way I would say it with my accent or if it was really cute because I couldn't say it properly, then I would get a certain response from the people I was talking to. And I would build an awareness sort of catalog in my mind of what worked and what didn't in terms of stories. And it's the same with NLP when you're really uh, conveying a message and trying to help your clients to transform using specific tools, you have to notice how they're responding and start to build your awareness as a coach of how to use specific language that's going to, to create that transformation. Right. It's incredible. And I aspire to jump in and learn some other languages at some point. Okay. I'm sorry I interrupted because I want to know more about your backstory and I want to know more about the process to ending up in this entrepreneurial land of, of being a business owner and also now helping business owners. So, so tell us more about that journey. Yeah. So when I was looking at how I came to have the mindset of wanting to open my own business because I, I get that that's not in everybody's path and it's a bit of a stretch to go from the nine to five mentality of certainty and getting paid to taking on the risk of owning a business. And I always valued challenge. And I'm also such a free-spirited, free thinker. I hated being put in the box. And when I was in certain roles in different companies and I felt like I was always hitting the ceiling. I always had more ideas. I always wanted to go against just the box ticking to ask why. And I felt like I kept on being shut down and put into that box. And something clicked in me when I was about 25 or 24. I wasn't ready to start a business, but I just knew in the back of my mind that one day I would open my own business because I was sick of being put in a box. <laughs> I love that. And so what, what, I mean, did you start off with this business and the, the concept that you're doing, or did you have to go through some, some different places to get to this point? Well, first of all, I started off as a life coach because of the human behavior and sure. understanding the depths of culture. And then I was able to identify the kind of clients that I wanted to work with. And life coaching is such a broad spectrum. And of course, right. you're going to attract people to you that have common values and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I recognized that working with business owners were people that were committed to taking action 
And they were the ones that were showing up for themselves because they had committed to taking on this huge risk. And I was like, those are my kinds of people. You know, <laughs> that's just <laughs> exactly who I want to be working with. So I went from coaching and then working with leaders because they're, they're business leaders who are creating ripples within their own industries. Right, right. Absolutely. The idea behind what you're doing and and helping people is actually just really awesome and and so needed because so many people get into business to do the thing that they love and then all of a sudden they find out that there's all these other things all this other stuff that you need to do that you should do and mm -hmm. that uh, that sort of draw our energy away from the reason maybe we got into it and I feel like a lot of what I've learned so far about what you do <clears throat> allows a business owner to come in and, and actually get help with that. So talk to us a little bit more about what it is that you do and how you can help uh, business owners based off of your services and the things that you're an expert at. Absolutely. And you've hit the nail on the head there with somebody who goes into business with a, a skill or a talent and they want to be able to turn that into a profitable business. And then they end up having to manage a team and they wake up one day realizing that they're not doing the thing that they started the business for at all. And now they're just managing all these humans. Right. <laughs> Right. Where are you supposed to learn those skills? You know, you don't learn them at school. You don't learn them unless you've had an environment where you've been exposed to an amazing leader or you have a either formal or informal mentor along the way that you're lucky enough to find. You just don't have the opportunity to develop yourself enough to become the person you need to be to manage all those humans. Right, right. And so some of the things that you guys do is to help with being able to uh, get that information to the people that, that the entrepreneurs have to work with. What, what are some of the ways that you like to do that best? So first of all, when I talk to a client, I'm always super curious about what it is that they have going on in their business in terms of their current mindset, their current beliefs about what is possible in the business and identify what the dream is. And then we work back from the dream. And I think that people have varying levels of clarity around what that dream may be. And so that's also part of the process. And then the other part of the process is understanding what thinking is holding them back from being able to operate effectively. For example, um, are they predominantly uh, systems focused, but they don't implement that well because they're too busy building systems and using a lot of their time in the background and not taking action? Or are they too implementation focused? So they're a dynamo and they love getting stuff done, but the stuff that they're doing isn't that effective because it's not leading them towards a, a common goal or a decided outcome. And identifying the gap in their thinking helps me to really knuckle down on what skills they need to develop within themselves. Or is it a human challenge where they have, and this is really common for my business owners, is the ability to give feedback. Because feedback is, is the turning point in business. 
and I'm right. sure you've noticed this, Michael, is when people start saying like, please tell me more. I would love to know how I can improve. But instead, if you've got that mentality of like, I know everything, then it's kind of, you're not modeling to your team to always improve and therefore don't create an environment of growth. Right. And once right. the culture is a culture of growth and that perpetually up spirals and then your team starts taking on feedback and then they start getting hungry for feedback and then the whole thing just completely up spirals. But the first hurdle that business owners can find themselves in is that emotional block to have to give someone feedback and hold the standard of their business and do it with love and care in a way that that person knows that they're holding them to a higher uh, standard, which is actually good for them, but initially doesn't feel so great. Right, right. Which kind of segues to a question I had for you about human behavior. I know that that's something that, that you're very, very versed at. And so talk to us a little bit. I, I know a lot of times we use words like human behavior and a lot of people go, well, what, what does that actually mean? Like, what does it mean to uh, be able to help us with human behavior? Cause it sounds a little nebulous. And I know a lot of times uh, business owners can end up whether they mean to be or not very uh, crunchy and very data driven. And so Talk to us a little bit about being a human behavior specialist and what that means and how that impacts a business when you go into work with them. Absolutely. And that's a really great question because the way that I define human behavior is being able to recognize the patterns in the behavior that is playing out so that I can then give my clients feedback on what I'm noticing and stretch them and grow them to a universal empowered state, if you will, or that's going to bring them forward faster because we all grow and, and learn and develop from children to adulthood um, in our specific environments. And based on that environment, our behavior develops. Right. And so my understanding of human behavior is being able to see those patterns and know what those patterns are, you know, their relationship with risk, for example, or their abundance versus scarcity mindset, or is it something that they have a problem with their relationship with ambiguity and therefore can't take action without having all the answers? These right. are all patterns that people play out. And the faster that I can identify them, the easier it is for my client to gain the awareness. And once you've got the awareness, it's 95% of the journey. Right, right. Okay, so talk to me a little bit more about what being a metadynamics coach means. What is metadynamics and how is that useful for us as business owners? Beautiful. So I love that you mentioned NLP before, and I'm sure some of your listeners are aware of neuro-linguistic programming. And metadynamics is taking NLP and it's been developed into a model, which is called the critical alignment model, which is essentially a best practice for your thinking. And I've got a really 
incredible profiling tool that I use as well that helps me identify the thinking on this model. And it's essentially the four quadrants that I talked about before, uh, the environment being outcome-focused thinking, the structure, the implementation, and then the people. And having this model means that I can identify the gap really fast and I can help the client to be able to see what the next stage is so that we have a pathway to their success. Right. And just to add on a little bit more to that is that MetaDynamics also has an incredible part of the training, which is taking NLP transformational tools and, in my, in my uh, biased opinion, 10xing them right. because it helps you understand how to move emotion in the body. And I love when I get to this stage of the interview and I go from business to like, ooh, emotions, you know, <laughs> but all business owners have emotions. And one lady, for example, just last week, she had an experience when she was about three years old, her parents left her to go to Australia. And she just remembers saying goodbye to them and feeling this huge sense of rejection when her parents left her with a nanny. And she came to me because she had a marketing block. And when we went down the layers of what it was truly about to be able to understand where that block comes from, we were able to identify this memory and this huge amount of emotion that she was holding on her shoulders. And so with my training and in a beautiful, profound coaching session, we're able to identify what was hold what was sitting there, where it came from, and then being able to release it, which helped her to feel so much lighter, so much more positive and clearer within herself. And then releasing that emotion meant that now she's going live on Facebook. She's able to be connecting with her clients on an even deeper level. And that's the power of coaching. It's not just mentoring. It's me with these really incredible transformational tools in my tool belt that I can help my clients move from A to B fast. You know, I love this line of thinking, you know, having started into my NLP journey, <clears throat> gosh, I guess it was 20, 25 years ago. So I love this side of it and talking about it. And as I listen to you and watch you talk about this, that you love, I can't help but remember working with clients as well, realizing that they heard this and they're seeing you right now and you've got such a beautiful smile and energy about you. And they are thinking that sounds scary as all get up. I don't know that I want to do that. So what would you say to them about, uh, about addressing that and about the fact that they're like, maybe saying, oh, I don't know if I want anybody uh, digging that deep inside of this thing. So what do you say? Thank you for bringing that up, Michael, because it's definitely always the next <laughs> stage of the conversation is that that acceptance of what is going to get you to the next level and that real certainty that you are wanting to grow and growth isn't easy. Growth is hard and it's like, I heard a beautiful metaphor the other day. It's like when asparagus is growing, it has to like grow through the really hard ground. And when asparagus gets 
through the ground, it's tender. So growth is, it's hard and tender. And then you get this beautiful, amazing asparagus because you're at the next level. It came from being underneath the ground to now being able to see the light. And I would say that going into a coaching session with a real open mind is so important because if you hear about someone else's experience and you think, oh, gosh, that must have been a really heavy coaching session, and you put your filters on it and you tell yourself that that must have been terrible, well, that is part of the reason why people stop themselves. But when you think about how much awareness a coach has around human behavior and you go into a coaching session in rapport with somebody and you love that coach and that coach loves you and in a way like they just really care for you to get the best outcome, they help with the tenderness by giving you just one little step that's going to give you a little bit of awareness. You don't go straight into like, hey, what's your childhood drama? <laughs> you know? Not at all. It's definitely done with compassion and with, with deep understanding and with a sense of fun and playfulness because we're not here to take ourselves too seriously. I love that. Speaking of fun and playfulness, I can't let this go because I think it's really cool and we're going to relate it back and we're going to connect it. Uh, but I learned about you that you love to mountain climb and the mere thought of that to me sounds terrifying like i would and i'm not afraid of heights or anything but the the idea that i would climb up a mountain in any way shape or form just sounds absolutely terrifying to me but you were telling me even before the show that that you've done some pretty incredible things you know hiking along the ridge of a mountain and keep going i mean all this stuff tell me about your experience as a mountain climber because we're going to relate it back to this uh, idea of these entrepreneurs coming back in and, and addressing their fears and working with you on this idea of getting themselves to the next place. But I, I want to relate it back to something that you do on a regular basis that's pretty incredible. Mm, yeah, I mean, there's so many parallels between climbing a physical mountain and climbing the metaphorical mountains of your mind, you know. Right. And the reason I... I really understood a lot about challenge was going deep in the conversations with the hiking clients because I noticed that everybody perceives challenge in a different way and somebody can have a 2000 meter climb and they're like, okay, let's do it. And then someone else is really freaking out about it. And I think that the idea is that if you are able to be in the present moment and put one foot in front of the other, and know that you have so many things outside of your control in the mountains. I mean, the weather, like I've been like hiking for like three days with the rain just pounding down on your face and you can't control that. And what you can control is your mind. What you can control is your actions, the way that you respond to things. And so you just start to strip everything back to those small decisions, those tiny moments that's going to allow you to move forward at your own pace, one step at a time, you don't need to do, you know, climb anyone else's mountains. You're climbing the one right in front of you. And right. that's what's important. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I think ironically, one of the things that that stood out the most is just that 
that idea of those small decisions, those small steps, and and that that next piece that you're going to go up the ladder. And I feel like there's so many moments in business where you can look at the overall whole of what you're heading to. And it seems so huge. And maybe even for most entrepreneurs, they create this massive vision, this, this great, big, huge empire that they're going to build. And taking that first small step or making that first small decision can sometimes just be, it feels insurmountable because you have the weight of the vision kind of weighing down on you. What are your, what's your advice to just getting yourself to take that first step, that first small thing to get moving towards that vision? Because I know it's easy to get stuck in a rut and, and feel like you just can't, can't move. So what do you, what would you say to those that are maybe in that space? Yeah, beautiful acknowledgement and very easy to get stuck at the enormity of the incredible dream that you have for yourself. And I feel that once you've identified a really clear why, and what I have is like three really clear whys for myself. So you've got a couple of anchors. If one of those anchors breaks, if you're doing this for your family, then and your family's you know, being less than ideal one day and you you don't want to show up in business because you're feeling terrible. Well, what are the other two anchors? You know, what is really going to get you to show up and sit in that hot seat for that day and put one foot in front of the other? And I love the idea of having those big goals out in front of you so that you've got an awareness, but then actually just focusing on the one-year goal And when you do your quarterly goals, you know that those quarterly goals are leading you towards the one-year goal because you've already taken your time to recognize that if you take these small steps from the quarterly goal to the one-year goal, that one-year goal has already been broken down from the 10-year goal. And the rest is all outside of your control. (laughs) And you've got to start taking that consistent action towards the big goal. And then everything will work itself out because you've got it in your mind. And energetically, you're, you're ready to take on the challenge one little baby step at a time. I love it. You know, one of the things that I've noticed along the way and, and along the journey is that entrepreneurs are very quick to spend money on better sales, more traffic. Uh, They're very quick to spend money on, you know, a piece of software, you know, something that they feel is crunchy or tangible. And I've also noticed that a lot of entrepreneurs in their early days and in their early phases are not so quick to spend money on getting the help that they need to be able to work through the challenges we've talked about today. So would you say to them, uh, if, if there are some listening that are in that space where they just haven't quite come to a reconciliation of, I'm going to spend money on me getting right in the same, maybe in the same fashion that they would spend money on software or, or a piece of equipment. Yeah. Great point. And I think, My understanding in business is that you are your greatest resource. And even before you invest, like make actual investments for your own, for your own wealth, the investment that you make in yourself is going to truly transform the results that you're getting in every area of your life. 
and make you happier and be able to do it with grace rather than just grinding through every single day. And I think the reason why people don't naturally invest in themselves is because we don't know that it's our responsibility to upskill ourselves because there's school and then there's education and then life. And it hasn't ever been so singular, so nuclear, where we're having to do it on our own because on our own, because back in the day we had mentors or we lived in a village or there would be a bit of a hierarchy system where someone was looking out for you or you'd have that grandfather that you'd go and have those wise conversations with. Or you'd have the mother that comes to you and says, you know, boy, you really should be thinking about this. <laughs> but now we've got these nuclear lives and we need people to support us and help us grow, but it's not innately human to ask for help because we want to do it on our own and we want to create all of our own results, but actually we don't have to. Right. Right. I love that. So if our audience is listening, somebody out there is listening and they're saying, gosh, you know, there's something that that's connecting with me and I, I really want to look into this further. What's the best way for them to now get in touch with you and find out how they can work with you and see what maybe you can do to help them out in their uh, journey? Absolutely. And I think it's important to recognize that I'm not everyone's coach and I'm really happy about that. And I really love working with people that love me and I love them because we're a values match and I can truly help them transform. So for me, I always do a introduction session where we just talk and chat and get to know each other and find out what the dreams are then and see how I can help. So I've got a offer going at the moment for three free sessions, which wow. is a lot, value of $750 that I'm giving to the listeners of this podcast. And I'll flick you through the link later just to be able to have an experience of the depth of coaching. Because like we talked about before, it's really different for everybody. And I'm always calibrating to see how I can help that client um, and then I also have a program that I've just released, which is a cohort of business owners coming together on a weekly basis, doing group calls, because I love that environment where everyone's supporting each other and we all have common challenges. And then uh, there's an online program as well. So wow. they can find me on LinkedIn. My name's Danny Ferrier and dannyferriercoaching.com is my website. And just reach out to have a, have a chat, book in these three coaching sessions, which is going to profoundly change the way that you're seeing yourself as a business owner. And then we can go from there once you've got full certainty that you want to rock out and <laughs> do a little bit of business life with Danny. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And that's awesome, guys. You've got to take her up on this, I'm sure that space will run out quick. So you're going to want to take advantage of that and make sure you go and check it out. Uh, DannyFarrierCoaching.com. We'll have that in the uh, notes for you to be able to just click on easy and, uh, and go take advantage of it. Guys, there is uh, no time like the present you know, taking action and doing it, doing what you need to do is something that we do as business owners. And this is no different. Take some action, go and do this, go and get it under your belt. 
you know, it has been an absolute pleasure and I'm sure we could talk all day long about all of this stuff. Uh, but any last words for our audience before we head out? Yeah, I love that this is called business choreography because <laughs> one of my favorite quotes that I've really loved in business is that um, business is like the cha-cha, two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. And when we realize that and when we love where we're at, it makes life so much easier and trust that you are taking small and consistent action to those outcomes. And then you'll be able to dance like a pro. I love it. Thank you so much. Guys, go take some action now. <laughs> take this one of the two steps uh, forward and we will be in good shape for the cha-cha. Guys, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us today on today's episode. Don't forget, keep choreographing your business every day. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time on the Business Choreography Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.